chapter 3, book of Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read from there in just a minute. A couple of quick announcements. One is I do want to reiterate the announcement Sarah made earlier. This is the last week to sign up for summer projects uh, to East Asia and Greece and our trade winds project. And so uh, if you are thinking about it, go onto the website, grace-bible.org. You can go to the college ministry. You'll see a missions link there and you can apply there. I would encourage you, especially uh, men, if it's something you're thinking about going overseas this summer at all, uh, we really would love to have you. We could use a few more guys to uh, join on with our teams and uh, are excited to have you guys there. So uh, sign up this week. Second thing is we are going to take a short break from Hebrews this week. Next week we'll be back in Hebrews. Uh, We will be in chapter 9, the last half of chapter 9. This this week we're going to be talking on the subject of dating and relationships. And so I have a special guest up here I'm going to introduce in just a minute. Uh, But uh, the index cards that Sarah mentioned earlier uh, that were on your chairs, I don't know what color they were, just white index cards? Okay, good. Pink and white. Pink and white. Pink and white. Okay, good. In the uh, keeping with uh, Valentine's Day and all that. Here's the deal. If while we are talking, you have a question about any, anything about dating, relationships, anything like that, write it down on the card. And then uh, toward the end of our talk, we're going to gather them up. We're going to do our best to answer as many as we can this morning. We probably won't get to all of them this morning. So if we don't get to your question, you have two options. If you feel comfortable with it, write down your email address and name on the card. And uh, we, we will email you or talk to you later this week with an answer. Or if you've got a question that... Uh, others have, that several others have, uh, I'm going to post answers to the questions on the college blog over the next uh, week or two. Uh, it's just on the college ministry website, and you can go to the blog, and I'll post them up there. I won't put your name up on the blog or anything like that, so uh, don't worry about that. All right, so Proverbs 3, 3 is where I'm going to start. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Would you all pray with me? Father, thank you so much that you do love us. You love us more than we can imagine, more than we could even believe if we knew. You love us enough that you gave us your very own son, our Savior Jesus. We pray as we look at this critical topic this morning that you would move in our hearts and our minds to provide us with a spirit of submission to your word. And uh, Father, I pray that you would transform us into the image of Jesus Christ, that we would treat others as Jesus would treat others. Father, that we would use our bodies and our minds and our eyes and our words in a way that pleases you. We thank you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh, I do have a special guest this morning. This is my wife, Shannon. Uh, let's have a little round of applause oh, for Shannon. Come All right. On. Good. Uh, Shannon's going to tell a little bit about our story uh, since we are talking about dating, how we met, and uh, all of those sort of things. So uh, go ahead. Maddie, in his wisdom, said, can you tell the skinny version? So that's really hard for me, so I'm going to try. But girls, if you want more details, you just come on up and ask. Okay, I'll tell you, all right? Now, let me just say, we actually first met when we were here at A&M, but I was dating another guy. I know, it's very sad. 
So I didn't really think about Matt because I wasn't really focused on him appropriately, right? That could be appropriate. So I um, didn't really think about that until once after we graduated, then we were both volunteering and working in this very college ministry right here in this room. Look around. There are mm-hmm. memories everywhere. <laughs> uh, so we were, uh, that's how we met. We got reacquainted and became friends, but we were just friends for a long time because I'm actually older than Matt. So I, again, really didn't think about him very much. means I'm very mature. That's very right. Mature. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, so that's kind of how that happened until March 11th, 1999, my friend Heather's birthday. We went on our first date and we went to Chili's and we had nachos and Cokes. I'm getting long. Okay, I'm skinny, skinny. <laughs> um, so then we got engaged in October of that same year, 99, because remember we had already graduated. Uh, there there's our are. engagement yeah. picture. Fresh. Don't laugh, all right? <laughs> It was very stylish. It was. It was, very, it was prickly, but it was very stylish. Uh, so then we got married in January of 2000, and we have now celebrated 11 years of marriage. Yes, thanks so much. We have yeah. two little precious girls, and a, I call him big man now because well, I, I don't want him to have a complex, but he's my big man. Uh, Samuel there right in the middle. So anyway, um, actually I'm wearing the same thing. I'm, I really like this outfit, I guess. <laughs> This is what it looks like in real life. So there you go. Anyway, so anyway, the reason why we're here is because we love to talk about dating and relationships. We love talking with college students, and so we are so excited to talk about this today. And we particularly like to talk about it with college students because, obviously, this is one of the biggest times in your life for thinking about dating, thinking about getting married. Uh, Many of you, while you're in college, may uh, possibly meet and start dating your future spouse, uh, they may be here this morning. You don't know. Look around, you know, as you leave. I realize uh, they may be here this morning. And uh, the reality is that there is a way that the world encourages us to approach dating relationships and relationships with the opposite sex. And then there's a way that the Bible encourages us to do it. Right? And the truth is that uh, anybody can date, anybody can be engaged in a relationship. But what the scripture would call us to do is do it in a way that honors God. And if you date well now, uh, it's an investment in your future because you can date in a way that produces guilt, regret, shame, or you can date in a way that produces joy, uh, produces harmony in your relationships with others. You can even date in a way, I think, where uh, you can have good relationships even with ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends down the road after you get married. Now, you may not be their best buddy. They may not come to your birthday party, but you don't have to walk away from those relationships with anger and frustration and shame and bitterness if you date in a way that honors the Lord. All right, and the reality is one of the questions that, that we do get asked a lot as we do this talk is, well, where does the Bible talk about dating? I open it up and I don't see prescriptions for dating in the Bible, you know, don't ask her out on a Tuesday, that's breakaway night, you know, or things like that, right? (laughs) You don't see that in the Bible, right? So where does the Bible talk about it? And the reality is the Bible really doesn't talk specifically about dating, uh, but that's not because it disapproves of it, all right? There's a couple of reasons I think the Bible doesn't talk about it. One is because their culture was different. In the day and age that people were living, when the Bible was written, the culture was such that arranged marriages were much more common. The reason was they lived in small communities. There wasn't as much moving around. And probably by the time you were an adult, the person you were going to marry, you'd probably known them since you were a child, very young. Your families knew each other well. 
And so they could arrange a marriage knowing that I know that family, they know me, I know their kids, their kids know my kids, and we have a good sense of what will create a good match. All right, so arranged marriages are the way that the Bible approaches this relationship. Many cultures still do it today. Uh, Shannon and I, every year or every time we do this, we offer, we could set up that service for you guys if you want to. Uh, But my guess is that most of you aren't going to move that direction. The reality is the way that our culture approaches these relationships is through dating. All right, and there are those who would suggest it cannot be done in a God-honoring way. I think it can. All right, and uh, the main idea of the scripture really is that in everything we do, we want to seek the Lord first. All right, Matthew 6, 33 and 34, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble. All right, I've shared this before with you guys, but I spent a great deal of my college years worrying about this area of dating and relationships. Kept me up nights, it occupied a great number of conversations Uh, fearful, anxious conversations with roommates and friends. And the reality is that uh, the scripture tells us, look, the main idea of your life is this. You honor Jesus Christ. You seek to know him. And out of that relationship then flows relationships with the opposite sex. I don't know everybody here this morning. It may be that you're here and you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, If that's you, the first thing you need to know is that in order to have human relationships that honor God, that are harmonious, that are loving in the way God wants them to be, the first thing you need to do is know that true life and love and relationship comes from knowing Jesus Christ. And he died for our sin to remove the barrier between us and God. And sin is also a barrier between us and our fellow man. And Jesus died to take our sin away. He rose again so we could have life. And if you believe that, not only do you have eternal life, but now that paves the way for the spirit to live in your heart and for you to have relationships with others that please God. All right, for those who do believe in Jesus Christ, the thing we want to remember is, first, I want to focus on my relationship with Jesus Christ. Dating is not my entire life, although it's a significant part of my life. Although most of you in this room will get married one day. First and foremost, we focus on knowing Jesus Christ. Now, once we do that, uh, we're going to offer some scriptural principles for how then do I approach my relationships with others, particularly the opposite sex, in a way that honors God. And we're going to operate from a passage in Proverbs, the one that I read just a few minutes ago, Proverbs 3.3. 3. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. All right, two principles we're going to operate by this morning as we move forward. One is kindness. Treat others with kindness, respect, love. As you enter into a relationship, think, is what I'm doing, is what I'm saying toward this person, is it kind? And then secondly, truthfulness, honesty. Is it honest? Is it upfront? Is it straightforward? Or am I playing games? Am I being manipulative? All right, so kindness and truth. Keep those two things in mind as we move forward. Shannon's going to give us for just a minute some definitions that we're going to operate by as well that'll help you. When we say dating, what do we mean? Because I know there's a lot of definitions flying out around there. We've got even uh, one or two words that we're just going to make up because they help us. All right. Uh, So Shannon's going to begin there. I am. We want to define our terms so that we're all kind of on the same page so that when Matt and I say date or dating or whatever else, we all kind of know what we're saying. The first one is date. Uh, I think we have a slide for this. We do. Um, all right. A date is a social engagement. Now, this is going to sound very Webster-like, so just bear with me. A date is a social engagement between two people of the opposite sex 
for the purpose of getting to know one, one another or each other and determining if there is a potential for a long-term relationship, right? So a date is not, hey, we're going to, uh, this is it. We're going to define a relationship on the first date. We're going to go out and um, this is it. We're going to be courting and we're going to forever be married after this point, okay? Or this is what we're headed towards. A date is just simply, hey, let's go out. Let's see if we like each other. Is there good communication between one another? Can we laugh together? And, you know, are we maybe attracted to one another? And that's okay. Hey, that's just simply the first date. A date is the first step in getting to know each other. Then there's also dating, kind of the next step, right? It's an exclusive relationship between two people that has been clearly communicated. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Clearly communicated. Okay, your words come before your actions. Okay, you're dating. Your words come before your actions. I am trying to emphasize that. I apologize. I was a seventh grade teacher, and sometimes that just kind of comes out in me. But I just want you to know, your words come before your actions. Okay? Maybe write that down. Some of you are taking notes. That's good. Now, here's uh, the word that we're going to make up. Don't go yet, because I want to kind of tell them how it came. Okay. Yeah, how it came about. Uh, Matt and I, we've given this talk now a few times. And back, gosh, I think it was like 2005 or 2007 when we uh, were talking about this, we noticed that there was a new trend among college students with their dating. They weren't so much dating where their words come before their actions, but they were flip-flopping them. And their actions were wrongly coming before their words. So they were spending all this time together and really kind of going out on dates, but without actually defining it. So we called it friendship dating, but we thought that's too long. So we kind of abbreviated it and we called it freighting (laughs) or the super friend. (laughs) And the super friend could be a guy or a girl. So it's not just one sex that's in the wrong on this one. Um, We do have a frowny face next to freighting because we don't like freighting. Okay, freighting is not helpful. Uh, let's define it this way. Freighting is a relationship somewhere in the gray area. There has been little or no communication or commitment, but there is an implicit expectation of closeness and maybe even exclusivity. Okay, in other words, your actions are wrongly coming before your words. Okay, so your friends might even think, hey, are they dating? They may even come up to you and say, hey, are you guys dating? But you're not. You're freighting. Okay? Because you're spending all this time together, but there's actually been no communication about it. Okay? The reason why this is not good, the problem with freighting is that going back to what Matt said earlier, it's inconsistent with kindness and truth. It's not truthful. You haven't actually defined what in the world it is you're doing, and it's not kind because probably somewhere along the line, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. Okay? So, yes. Now, if you're like me, you might need some examples of what does this actually look like. So I've come up some for some with you. Here we go. All right. Dating versus freighting. A chart. All right. Go ahead. Do the first one there. Um, Dating, where your words come before your actions, would say a guy would say something like this because he's trying to be consistent with Scripture and take the lead. He would say, can I take you out to dinner on Friday? Or however he would say that, but it would be very clear you are going on a date. May I take you out or can I take you out? Something like that. Freighting would say, have you eaten? Chewy's is open. Let's go. Now, let me be clear. It could be that you're friends with a guy and there really is nothing going on there. Okay? Or maybe y'all are going in a big group and he says, hey, let's all go together. Okay? That's different. Okay? But it begins to cross the line again when you're spending all this time together and really nothing has been communicated. All right, here's the next one. 
Would you like to go to a movie with me on Saturday? That is a very clear, there's a time, there's a place, there's a person involved, okay? It's very clear. It's a date, right? Girls, when you hear that, would you think, this is a date? Yes? Okay, thank you. How about this? Have you seen that movie? You want to go? You can buy the popcorn. (laughs) I'll buy the candy. Okay, that's very confusing, all right? Okay, guys, you want to take the lead. You want to say what you really mean. And gals, don't expect anything less. Now, one more example. Hey, it's been fun to go on these dates. Do you want to be my girlfriend? Or how would... Okay. I have to say, we spent a few minutes trying to decide if we should put this in there because we were like, this is going to sound like we're from 1972 or something. I I know that, but but just roll with us, okay? You get the idea. (laughs) I meant to ask maybe somebody, one of our college leaders, how they would say that, but I forgot to do that. So, Kevin, how would a guy say that? Just, uh, just tell me. I'm not just putting you on the spot. <laughs> okay, Kevin is declining. That's fine. All right, go to the next one. What? Oh, no. You like me? I thought we were just really good friends. See, that's freighting. I know. <laughs> but it could go either way. It's not just the guy saying that. Oh, it could be the girl, and it's just heartbreaking. Okay, the question to ask yourself is this. Okay, if you are wondering in your heart right now, uh-oh, Maybe am I in a freighting relationship with somebody? Then picture that person in your mind and ask yourself this question. If this person, pictured in my mind, were to start dating someone else, would I be surprised, disappointed, hurt? (laughs) If so, then you have been freighting with that person. And if you think you have been freighting, then the key is to begin today to start communicating with that person. And girls, it's okay to take the lead in this, even though it's kind of awkward, because you got to start operating out of kindness and truth. Okay? And also the biblical principles laid out in Scripture of the guy leading and the girl responding. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to go next. The, the, the thing that we're encouraging you guys in all of this, again, is be upfront, be honest, straightforward, don't play games. And as we look at the Scripture, one of the questions that comes up then is, okay, whose responsibility is it to communicate honestly? Uh, she's not communicating with me. He's not communicating with me. Whose responsibility is it? But as, as I look at the Scripture, the general principle that I see, and guys, I'm going to put uh, the burden on you. The general principle that I see is that uh, men are generally called to initiate. Now, I realize for some of you, this is going to sound very old-fashioned, but I'm going to give you guys some biblical reasons for that. And that is this, that as I look at the scripture, I see that consistently when God is portrayed, he's portrayed often in his relationship with his people as a groom pursuing his bride. As you look at Revelation 19 in particular, you have the groom, Jesus, pursuing his people, the church. Ephesians 5, the same way, that the relationship in marriage is a, uh, an indicator of the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church. And the, the husband, he leads and he shepherds and he guides and the wife follows and submits. And although I realize those are not politically correct concepts, those are the biblical concepts of the way these relationships ought to work. Doesn't mean, women, that your role is inferior or lesser. In fact, it's critical, just as important as that of the male. But biblically speaking, men are generally called to be the initiators. All right, and I think while in a dating relationship, it doesn't, it's not the same always as a marriage relationship, I do think in general, guys, you are called to be the ones who initiate as, as a reflection of the love of Jesus Christ. And so I think generally, guys, you make the first phone call. Don't wait by the phone for her to call. 
In general, guys, you're the one, if somebody needs to communicate first, you communicate. It doesn't mean on the first date you need to sit down and go, all right, uh, we're going to get married, you know, and, and, and decide that on the first date. But it does mean, I think, when it's time to have that discussion, men begin to set the pattern of stepping up and making it clear. And I'll be honest, in most of the freighting type of situations I've seen, not all, not all, all right, but many of the freighting type of relationships that I've seen, the confusion could be solved if the guy would simply step forward and communicate clearly up front how he feels. And I know it's hard to do, all right? Uh, It's very difficult to do because you may put your heart out there on the line, your little beating heart, and she may look at it and she go, that's nice, right? Like that, and that that may be what she does. I realize it's difficult. All right, so guys, let me just walk through a little bit. Uh, how do you want to approach that process? You're going to ask her out. Um, how are you going to approach that process? You want to begin the relationship. Let me just share a little bit about uh, our beginning of our dating relationship. Um, I had been wanting to ask Shannon out for a while. We had become good friends here, and uh, we began spending a little bit more time together where it kind of like some of y'all are in the situation, it became began a little, to be a little bit obvious that maybe I liked her and uh, people were starting to ask questions. I had an old kind of clunky car and a lot of times I would, because my car was bad, I would ask her to give me rides places here and there. And uh, the reality is that I just started to like her. I wanted to spend time with her and finally decided, no, I need to do this. I need to step forward. I need to initiate. I need to ask her out. And so um, we had this thing at my apartment every week that was called Macaroni and Cheese Night. And uh, basically... <laughs> Uh, it was a great event, uh, very well put together and planned. We would just make six boxes of macaroni and cheese and invite a bunch of people over, and we'd just eat it. And over time, some girls started coming, so there were like salads and uh, <laughs> forks and things like that. And so uh, these girls would come over, and um, I decided that I was going to have her over to macaroni and cheese, and I was going to ask her out after it. I had this whole plan. I called her, left a message while she was at work, left a message at home. We didn't have cell phones, so I left a message and just said, hey, we're having mac and cheese night. Just wanted to make sure you knew. Come on out. Uh, she didn't call me. never called me like that right. before. And the deal is I called her twice that day, actually, and left two messages because I wanted to make sure she was there. I had a plan, right? And uh, I finally did after it. I managed to catch her alone and was able to ask her out. I, I should tell you, I had failed previously because I had tried to kind of wait for her after church, and my plan was to kind of walk out to her car with her. But what I didn't know in that previous occasion was there was this other girl that had ridden to church with her. And so uh, I waited for, we started walking out and there's this other girl kind of walking between us. And I keep thinking sooner or later, this girl's going to go off to her own car, you know, and kind of do her own thing. And we're walking along and I realize we're getting closer to Shannon's car. I'm like, she's not leaving, right? (laughs) And uh, you know that moment where you're like, I got to have an exit strategy that looks like somewhat decent. And I didn't have it. There was no way. Like we're at her car. I'm like, all right, see you later, right? And I just turned around and I walked away. So this time I was determined that I was going to be able to ask her out well. And sure enough, after macaroni and cheese night, went, asked her out, it went well. But I remember that feeling still that you guys feel. It's terrifying, right? It's fearful because you don't know how she's going to respond. But the reality is I think if you communicate well up front, it can save you a lot of heartache down the line. And ladies, Shannon's going to encourage that of you as well. But guys, let me just give you a few quick principles. One, be very straightforward and honest. Make it very clear up front that you are wanting to ask her out on a date. And if she says no, she says no. But wouldn't you rather know right there that she doesn't want to go than uh, make it unclear and she goes and then all of a sudden there's this confusion later. The freighting deal is, again, it's not kind to her. It's not up front. It's not honest. It doesn't follow the truth principle. It also doesn't follow the kindness principle because she doesn't know what's in your head. 
and you're, in a sense, kind of stringing her along, and you hold all these cards, and she doesn't hold any. Right? So be very straightforward. Secondly, uh, don't jump the gun. And what I mean is this. I am not a fan of dating models that would say, approach her with, hey, I think we should court to get married. Uh, let's go have coffee, right? I just don't, I don't think that that's the direction I would go. I realize there may be cultural contexts in which that works. If you know the family very well, if uh, you've grown up in that kind of a community, I understand that. But in general, I would say, don't, don't make a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be, right? You're not asking her to marry you. You're asking her for lunch or coffee, all right? So just take it one step at a time. See if you like her, see if she likes you, and then you can go to the next phase of the relationship down the line. All right, and then thirdly, uh, know when to accept no or when persistence becomes stalking, all right? Uh, (laughs) Now, I want to qualify this, and, and this is I have good friends that are married now that asked a girl out numerous times before she finally said yes. And uh, so there may be a place for genuine persistence. But I would say if she says just no flat out, uh, maybe go away, kind of regroup, pray about it a little bit. And then if you really feel led that you want to ask her out again, great. But what I would say is there may come a point at which it becomes very clear, all right, this isn't happening. All right, at that point, give it some space, give it some time. You want to keep praying about it, great. But it may be a time where you need to say, Clearly right now, this isn't what the Lord has, all right, and move on. But be as straightforward and honest as you can throughout the whole process. All right, Shani's going to talk about the girls. And as I talk about the girls, I think the most important thing that I really want to start with is actually not a principle of responding, but kind of a general umbrella for your lives. So ladies, uh, let me start there. Responding to a guy, in my opinion, begins before he even asks you out. It begins with you being in a place where you are so content in your walk with the Lord that if he asks you out, great. If he doesn't, fine, because you are okay just with you and the Lord. Okay, Not as an excuse, but a truth. And a verse that I want to give you for this is Psalm 90, verse 14. I have it memorized, and I want to challenge you this week to not only pray it and ask the Lord for it, but begin to memorize it. And it says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. So I challenge you as a prerequisite before guys begin asking y'all out this week to really go. (laughs) It's going to happen. Trust me. Um, Go before the Lord every day when you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, satisfy me completely. Fill my cup with who you are so that I'm not looking to a guy to meet my needs. For a relationship, okay? Because you've already completely met them, all right? I challenge you. And then let me know how it goes, okay? Now, having said that, there are principles because, again, trust me, there will be guys who heed the call and begin to ask you out this week or in the next few weeks. So how do we respond? Well, in a way that is kind and truthful. I see three options here. First of all, yes. Now, I don't think I need to coach too much on how to say yes. If there's a guy who asks you out and you're excited and you want to go on a date with him, have fun. Say yes. Okay? Now, the second one I do want to coach you on is maybe. Okay? So let's say there's a guy and you think, mm, I mean, he's kind of attractive or at least I like him. He certainly seems godly. Um, we have okay time uh, talking or communicating with one another, but I'm just not sure if he's maybe the one for me. You know what? If that guy is a maybe, guys, here you go. Girls, I'm going to say, go ahead and give that guy a chance. (laughs) Just say yes. I mean, hello, it's a free meal. (laughs) I'm teasing, I'm teasing. (laughs) 
Okay, wait, wait, wait. but you know what? You you know you were thinking it, so I went ahead and just put you it out there. You have an example. You have a good example. I do have a good example. Matt's trying to redeem the situation. Um, Matt actually, um, in my mind, when he asked me out, again, I was older, so I kind of had that weird, you know, pride thing going on there. But he actually, in my mind, was a maybe. I thought, he is godly. He is kind of cute. And I do like him. We talk a lot, and we talk pretty well. So, sure. I might, yeah, why, why not? And what happened is, over the course of the first date, I, I worked my way from maybe to yes, all right? So, uh, ladies, you never know what might happen, okay? You really don't. And I apologize about the comment earlier, but ladies, for real, you, it, it's worth it to give that guy a shot, okay? So just if he asks you out and it's not a complete no, then give him a chance, okay? Now, if it's a no, let me qualify, okay? If, seriously, look at me. If you think there is just no way, okay, there's just no way that you're even attracted to him at all. You just don't have anything in common. There is just absolutely no possible way. Okay? Then I want to suggest this course of action. Okay? Kindness and truth. Remember? Kindness and truth. I want to give you a sentence that I want you to say because it will communicate to the guys and it will be helpful. Now, ladies, I know that we're all very careful about not hurting a guy, right? We don't want to hurt him. We appreciate how hard it is to ask us out, et cetera, et cetera. But if you keep making excuses, one, you're not following the principle of kindness and truth. And two, he's going to figure it out eventually and he's going to feel worse. Okay? So this is what I want you to say to him. If you really, truly, there's no way on God's green earth you're ever going to go out with this guy. Okay? <laughs> then I want you to practice saying this. And we are going to practice this in just a second. Okay? I want you to practice saying this. Thank you for asking, but I'm not interested. Okay? Did you see how I was smiling at the same time? Okay? Thank you for asking. But I'm not interested. Okay? That's very clear. Guys, is there any miscommunication about that? She's not interested. And it's hard to hear, but it will be worse if you give excuses. And then later on, he has to figure it out. Okay? So, ladies, let's practice it because it helps to say it one time, just in case you have to say it later. Okay? Thank you for asking, but I'm not interested. Yeah. And I saw some smiles. That was very good. Okay. Now, let me, let me ask this just real quick for the sake of the ladies, because I know some of you girls, I, I see it in your eyes. You're, you're <laughs> not believing that, that you could ever do this. To the guys, how many of you would rather have a girl say this the first time? Would you prefer that or would you prefer her? Yeah, hands are already going up. Or, or would you prefer to say something like, well, we're having roommate night or uh, we're making enchiladas this week or you know, whatever it may be. Would you prefer her to make something up or I just need to be with Jesus right now? How many of you... <laughs> How many of you would prefer her to do the first, to, to say, no, thank you, I'm not interested, versus trying to save your feelings? First one, no, thank you, I'm not interested, guys? All right. Okay, how many of you would prefer to try to preserve your feelings? Nobody. All right. Ladies, pay attention. All right. So since there probably are going to be a lot of uh, dates flying around, we thought um, we would talk about how do we date well. And so Matt's going to start All with All right. That. We're going to fly through this because I still want to have a little bit of time for questions, but... Uh, all right, so guys, let's just say that uh, your dream comes true. You ask her out this week, and uh, she says yes, all right? A few quick principles. How do you want to approach the relationship as you walk through? All right, first of all, uh, be a gentleman. Kindness. Remember kindness all the way through. Politeness, chivalry, these things are not merely social convention, but I think they're reflective of the kindness that you demonstrate toward another person. So not just toward her, but toward the waiter, waitress. Ladies, you want to know about a guy's character? Uh, pay attention to how he treats the waiter, the waitress, the staff at the restaurant. Guys, pull out her chair uh, while she's talking. Look at her in the eyes, the eyes on her face right here, okay? Um, be kind to her. 
uh, open the door to the car, those sort of things. All right, be a gentleman all the way through. All right, secondly, protect her purity. Protect her purity at every stage. I would encourage you to, before you even begin in a relationship, set some physical standards and boundaries that you're going to maintain. And I would encourage you, think about not uh, where's the line of how far I can go, but how can I preserve our purity and reflect the holiness and the love and the truthfulness of God in this relationship? Hebrews 13.4, let the marriage bed be honored by all and let it be undefiled for adulterers and fornicators God will judge. And hopefully you and I get to a place, guys, where we decide, you know, it's not worth it to incur the judgment of God for a few moments of pleasure for the pleasure that may come to me through engaging in some sort of illicit or incorrect or immoral activity, I don't want to encourage the judgment of God. Furthermore, I don't want to go down through my life with a string of regrets and shame. And I realize some of you, you already have some shame and regrets and there is forgiveness and there is healing in Jesus Christ. But I would encourage you from this point on, begin to set those standards up front. Know that physical uh, attraction and physical activity in a relationship is also progressive. If you begin kissing on the very first date, the odds are you date for a year or two, you're going to experience temptation to a much greater degree than if you set some very firm boundaries right at the beginning. And I'm not saying kissing is wrong in any dating relationship. I'm just saying the further forward you start that physical activity earlier on, the harder it's going to be to maintain sexual purity as you go forward. So maintain her purity. And then thirdly, uh, be honest and straightforward at all times. We've talked about that over and over, so I won't go into it in detail again. But guys, at every stage, as you are progressing to the next stage, make it very clear that you're wanting to date her exclusively. Make it very clear uh, when you know you're headed toward engagement or marriage. Make it as clear as possible at every stage of the relationship. Because here's the deal. After the date, She's going to get together with her friends, and some friends of ours call this the high council, right? And the, the, uh, the council is going to talk about what happened, and they're going to go, uh, okay, uh, which direction did he turn his head when he said he likes the meatballs, right? And they're going to try to decide if that means that you love her or not, right? And so they're going to go around and around. Uh, how was his hair? Uh, was it extra sprayed? Did he look like he looked very sharp? How was he dressed? And they're going to analyze every detail. What your goal is, is you want to make that meeting as boring as possible, all right? So you are so straightforward and you tell her very upfront, I'm interested in continuing to date you or I want to go on a second date. So they get together and they go, well, what happened? And she goes, well, he kind of told me what he thinks. And they go, yay, right? And they move on and they, and they talk about the next girl's guy, right? And there's not all this confusion, okay? Guys, so be straightforward and honest at all times. All right, Shannon's going to talk for a second to the ladies too. All right. Uh, Since the guys are being gentlemen, ladies, we want to start and say, be a lady, right? This means, it translates into, honor him by what you wear. Very important, okay? Very important. Leave nothing um, just available. Um, By what you say, uh, what you do, okay? How you act on the date. Be a lady, okay? Be as ladylike as possible. The second one, decide your purity standards before you go on the date. The gentlemen, yes, um, we do want them to lead in this area. But gals, I would say you are 100% responsible for your purity as well. Okay, so you can decide your own standards of purity before you ever get on the date. Okay, and you can communicate those to him as well. And then finally, um, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Okay, doodling your first name with his last name right after the date, not helpful. Okay, imagining what your kids would look like or where you would live, not helpful. Okay, you just went on a date, right? If he's not trying to get toward, down the marriage road, you shouldn't be either. Just leave it right here. We just had a date, maybe a second one. 
Okay. Now, we realize that we haven't covered every topic, and uh, in this short amount of time, we hope we've at least opened the door so that you know that we are available. Uh, Matt's going to flash up our email addresses. If you want to jot it down and you have a question from now until the end of college or even beyond, you are certainly welcome to email us. In the meantime, if there are any questions that people have written down, um, if you'll pass those to the center, we have a couple of wonderful ladies um, who are going to come and pick those up. Yeah, go ahead and pass those down, and if there are any, just kind of raise them up here like this, and they'll, they'll come and pick them up. Got one or two here. Ooh, this one was really Ooh, green. Okay. This is a, this is a good one. Um, my relationship with a girl is getting quite serious. However, she already has a serious boyfriend. Uh, what should I do? Um, I have discussed this with her. And she says she likes me but loves her boyfriend. What should I do? Uh, my advice is get out of the relationship, all right? Very seriously, um, if she is in a place where um, she is trying to play both ends of this situation and she wants to have a relationship with you and this other guy at the same time, the reality is she needs to make a decision uh, which one, all right? And uh, the thing that concerns me the most about that is you've got an individual that already prior to being engaged or married is wanting to essentially have two relationships going on at the same time. Does that sound like the kind of behavior that you want to go into your marriage with? Absolutely not. All right. So uh, I don't know who, who wrote the question. It doesn't really matter, but my, my strong encouragement to you is to think very carefully about, is this really the character of the girl that you would want to marry? Do you think it's a good idea uh, for Protestants like me to date Catholics? All right, that's a good question. Um, I don't know your particular situation, and I don't know uh, where each of you are spiritually. I would say the critical issue is, do both of you uh, have a relationship with Jesus Christ to the extent that you both believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ as fully sufficient for payment for your sin and eternal life? Now, If you both do, then I think there are some other things you ought to evaluate. Clearly, the Catholic tradition and the Protestant tradition have some very differing views on some some important spiritual things, how the spiritual life progresses, how sanctification or walking with Jesus Christ goes forward. And they do have, in some cases, some very different understanding of how we get to heaven in the first place. All right, so one of the questions you need to ask yourself is this. If I date and marry this person, what is my household going to look like once we're married? How are we going to train our kids? What church are we going to take them to? One of us is probably going to need to leave the tradition that we're in in order to allow unity to the family. Am I willing to do that? Is she willing to do that? All right. Um, I can tell you, sometimes it is better to date and marry a person who already is aligned with you in terms of your character, in terms of your spiritual understanding, because the reality is that it doesn't get better down the road. And it's a similar question, although a more difficult one would be dating unbelievers. And I would say the scripture speaks directly to that. If it is a, and it says, don't do it. All right. If it is a, uh, a believer though, who has a significantly different tradition, I think you're going to need to think through how's that going to affect our household and family down the road. And am I willing to, in a sense, pay the price for um, this difference because I care about this person that much. So try to put yourself down the road a few years and, and think about that. Here's one. Is having lunch always a date? Is having lunch always a date? This is a very good question. I see a lot of scenarios, and this is kind of one of those questions that the answer is, 
It depends. Uh, you know, you're having lunch maybe with your impact partner or a person in your organization, maybe your leaders together or whatnot. Um, even here, you know, we have servant team leaders, there are co-leaders, etc. Um, no, not always. Okay, but are you always having lunch together consistently alone? Probably, yes, that's a date. Okay, again, uh, where's the communication there? And how was it initially asked that we're going to have lunch? And where is that headed? So kind of that question I asked earlier, imagine in your mind if this person uh, that you're having lunch with, if he were to begin or she were to begin dating uh, somebody else, would you be surprised? Oh, I thought we were kind of dating maybe. Then that's maybe a good sign that you are on a date. So how do you tell someone you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kevin wrote don't that. Know. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, I'm going to read a different one now. All right. Okay. What do you do if you become too good of friends with a person and do not want to possibly ruin that relationship through dating? Yeah, that's a great question because I think that's one that gets asked a lot. Um, I, think you, I think ultimately, guys especially, you're just going to have to weigh the uh, potential pain of approaching that person, having the awkwardness of them saying, no, I don't really like you, versus, you know, do you, really, do you value the friendship you have? I, I will say this, when you get married one day, and most of you will, you probably will not maintain these real close relationships with members of the opposite sex that you have right now. Um, that tends to be a time, something that's unique to your college years and your single years. And I'm not saying you just ditch all of those friends, but I am saying if you really care for this person and you really think that it could go to the next step and you're both mature, then I, I don't see that it would necessarily ruin the relationship if you approach them very upfront and you say, you know, I'm interested in you. I'd love to take you out for a day. Even if she says no, Ladies, let me ask this. If a guy approaches you very upfront and straightforward and does that respectfully, even if you aren't interested, how many of you would respect him for the, the attempt? All right, almost all of them, right? I think where it ruins the relationship is if, guys, it, it all is in how you handle it. If she says no and uh, you begin to weep on her shoulder or uh, <laughs> you, you, you act weird and you say, I never want to talk to you again and you run off in the bushes or whatever it may be, <laughs> if you act weird, she's going to act weird. If you say, all right, thank you, thank you for considering it, and you move on and you act normal, she's probably going to act normal also. She will take her cues most likely from you on that. So. Let me answer this last one. Absolutely. Okay. Last one here. Uh, what if the girl's standards for purity aren't the same as his? And I'm implying, I think, in this question that uh, the girl maybe has a higher standard of purity than the guy does. Uh, ladies, what I would say is, especially referencing back that I said, you really are 100% responsible for your purity standards, even in the dating relationship. You need to communicate what your standards are. When you get to a place where you kind of have defined dating, however that's supposed to sound, um, that you guys are actually dating, uh, then it's appropriate now to begin to communicate your standards of purity. And if you figure out that his are not quite as high as yours, either he's going to respect them and he gets a big gold star in your book and y'all keep dating, or he's not. And if so, I would say it, it probably, I know this is hard, but it's probably time to maybe not be dating anymore. Because what happens, again, like Matt said, is that if he can't respect that, something that you're kind of laying out in order to be holy, he's probably not as interested in respecting other things down the line. And it's just going to get harder and harder. So I would say either he's um, going to show you that he's worthy of dating you, or he's going to show you that he's not. So it's hard to, hard to answer that. Well, we, we do have some others, and, and please feel free, if you've got others that you jotted down that we didn't get to, you can come hand them to us. And like I said, we will 
email you this week. I'll post some of them up on the college blog this week as well. And uh, we would love to answer them, or you can just come talk to us as well, and we can answer any of your questions that you would like. So um, let me pray for us, and we will wrap it up, because we're just about out of time. Father, again, thank you for your word, and thank you that you have provided us the joy of being able to pursue relationships with others, not just dating and marriage, but just the fact that we have friends in our lives as well, who we can walk together with, that we can serve you together with. Uh, Father, we just pray, give us wisdom in how we approach these relationships to do so in a way that honors you. Father, protect us from uh, sexual impurity and from the judgment that comes on us as a result of that. Protect us from dishonesty and protect us from unkindness. Let us instead pursue truthfulness and love and kindness toward others in every respect of our lives. Father, allow us this week to attend well to the relationships you've put in our lives. We thank you, God. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all have a great week.